Welcome to the Discover Jesus podcast. This is a series that's been developed uh, in response to some of the biggest questions uh, that students have on campuses about Jesus. I'm Sean. Uh, I'm a student worker and the, the brains of this operation. Uh, I've worked on campuses uh, in England, in Newcastle-Pontine and Birmingham, and I've also spent some time in Eastern Europe. Uh, I'm Lauren, and... Sean has a degree in map making, so take, take with that information what you will. Um, so I don't know if he is the brains of the operation, but I am a student worker intern in Belfast and, yeah, have lived there for the past few years. But I'm pretty fresh out of uni, so I'm probably the coolest person in the room. There's no arguing with that. So... Sean and I both work for Agape Students, which is an international Christian charity working um, to help students discover Jesus together. Sean and I are both on an ongoing journey ourselves to discover Jesus, um, and we want to help and encourage others to do so as well. Um, and today we find ourselves not on campus, um, but we've come, nay, we have ascended to the city of Oxford where we can find some of the most knowledgeable people in all of the land. Apologies to Cambridge. Uh, we did try the Cambridge Centre for Christian Apologetics, <laughs> but they were busy. So yep. instead, we're at the OCA, the Oxford <laughs> Centre for Christian Apologetics. Um, and we have the uh, interesting theme today of purpose. Um, and we have two special guests uh, joining us, uh, Rahil and Ben. So could you briefly introduce yourselves uh, to us, please? So my name is Rahil, as you've said. Um, my background, well, I was born in the UK, raised here. Um, after my A-levels, I pursued a slightly different path. I went to India to train to be a Hindu monk. So I spent six years in a monastery there. And after that training was placed back in the UK, in London, as a monk, wearing orange robes and a shaven head and 16 of us in London. And my responsibility was to spread Hindu philosophy ideas across the whole of Europe and Russia and building different temples, in different cities, um, developing congregations and speaking and teaching. And I had a powerful encounter with Jesus in 2012. So I've been a believer now for 10 years. Wow, fascinating. Not your average bio. No. <laughs> I don't Not have a degree, like you said. You say, <laughs> ah, okay. So, yeah, my name's Ben. Um, I am a speaker and tutor here at the OCA, Oxford Centre for Christian Apologetics. I um, just started working here this year, actually. So it's um, it's been great to, uh, to start off doing these podcasts with you guys. And I have been a medical doctor for just under 20 years now. And um, I have been a Christian for 12 years. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the things I was looking at when becoming a Christian was, was this question of, of actually, is there any meaning to life and any purpose of life? So um, it would be great to engage with it with you guys. Brilliant. OK, so just to, to get us warmed up to the, the topic, our introductory question for you is, why are you here? 
literally, why are you here? What, wh how did you end up at the OCA, the Oxford Centre for Christian Apologetics? So my wife is an ordinant at Wycliffe Hall. Mm -hmm. So that brought us here to Oxford um, from London. So she's in full-time training. What's an ordinant? Ordinand is training to be a vicar, a priest in the Church oh. of England um, at Wycliffe Hall, which is a 10-minute walk from here. I came to do the Ocker course here in 2019, and uh, my wife came with me at that point, and she was working remotely. She wasn't an ordinand at that time. Um, and then the pandemic hit as soon as the course ended, so we ended up staying here. <laughs> she decided to follow this path, and so it all worked out. And um, when Oka last year were looking for people to help in Eastern religions, that's when they, um, you know, searched for me, had an interview, and I started last year in September. So they headhunted you. Headhunted. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for me, I um, I sort of came to um, be a Christian and, and know Jesus through kind of looking at the evidence base for things, and I think that's what we love to do here um, at, at, at the Ocker and um, the Oxford Centre for Christian Apologetics to look at: Do we have? Is, is our faith reasonable? Is it is it rational? And um, does it make sense? Does it make sense personally for us? And also, does it make sense of our experience of the world? And I think it does, unsurprisingly. <laughs> um, so uh, that's why I'm here, because I um, love um, speaking with people who are also asking those questions that I've been asking um, and helping um, hopefully try and find some meaningful, helpful answers. Fabulous. OK, so let's start off with a nice, easy question. <laughs> uh -oh. Absolutely, you know, no pressure. But what is the meaning of life? meaning of life. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, so as a Hindu, I can share <clears throat> what it was. As a monk, it was moksha, which is the liberation from birth and rebirth. That's the ultimate aim of a Hindu. But interestingly, for a vast number of Hindus who are not in the priesthood, they have to pursue four things. Um, one is dharma, which means duties, just moral obligations, rites and rituals, those kind of things. Artha, they have to pursue money in order to look after their family and to give to the temple. And kama, they must start a family. And moksha is in that as well. So meaning comes out of a lot of uh, doing these different things, doing good karma, doing duties. When I came to the Lord, or rather when he found me <laughs> uh, 10 years ago, it was, it was a challenge because I'd come from a works-based religion and now you're in a relationship. So in my initial months, I'm like, what do I do for Jesus? What do I do for Jesus? <laughs> what do I do, you know? Because karma and grace are at two opposites. And one time in prayer, the Lord said, no, no, the sole purpose or, or meaning of your life is, is to be loved by me. 
mm. uh, and let me love you as you are right now, you know. And that took me two years to digest from head to heart. And I'm still growing in that. I can't say I've completely, um, completely grasped that. But for me now, as a, as a follower of Jesus, meaning comes from that place of being loved by Jesus. When I allow him to love me, even the not so good parts of my life, I get meaning of things around me. I get meaning in the relationship with my wife, with my child, with my friends. Meaning comes from that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the, um, when I speak to my family and friends and, and colleagues, for example, at, at the hospital, the overriding word that I always get is um, happiness. It's the, 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 the meaning of life is essentially the pursuit of, of happiness. I think um, doesn't have to be sort of what we would describe as like hedonistic necessarily, you know, so like, you know, the sex, drugs, rock and roll, although of course for some people that, that might be the case. But um, I think people are just looking for a sense of happiness and contentment and just wanting to feel like everything is okay in life. Um, and, you know, every, everything is also going to be okay. Um, and that, but then actually it dawned on me, particularly when I was looking to um, looking through the various truth claims of the Christian faith, is, and then actually looking at my life that actually everything's not okay, um, and or there's a lot that is not okay, and kind of thinking, well, you know, how's that going to work out then? Do I do I actually need something greater than my own pursuit of pleasure that is actually going to bring genuine satisfaction? I think mean, for me, I'd felt that my um, the the pleasures of, of my life were relatively short term and they didn't massively mean anything they were kind of, they did they did kind of you know maybe satisfy for a short period of time but ultimately there wasn't anything that really carried meaning um, and so I, I think I'd agree with Rahil really that in in becoming a Christian I would say that actually the um, the the purpose of our lives is is to be in relationship with God and to enjoy that relationship with God as a um, an old phrase from something called the um, Westminster Shorter Catechism, which is basically a kind of like a statement of faith sort of thing that was um, many, 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 many years ago. And, and they put it quite well. Um, that is, uh, they ask its question. So what is the chief end of man? And, and the answer in this is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. But basically just a posh way of saying, like just to be in relationship with God and, and to enjoy that relationship with God um, as, the, as the kind of the main purpose of life. Obviously, there's a lot more detail within that, but that's the kind of the big, big aim kind of thing. So we hear a lot in society about uh, loving ourselves and the importance of loving ourselves. What do you think, what would you say Christianity has to, to say about those things? I'm really interested in where that question comes from in terms of what um, the whole con concept of 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 self-love where that um yeah what, what its origins are there and um whilst i'm not in total disagreement of it in that you know we um we should care for ourselves and i'll, I'll um i'll explain a little bit about where that comes from in the, in the christian worldview but um i su suspect a lot of that is we we say that we should care for ourselves because we worry that no one else will mm. and that actually we've got to do it ourselves we've got to take the responsibility because actually there's there's no one else out there and actually if you are um, 
uh, either from a kind of an atheist perspective or you know a naturalist from that point of view where there is nothing else in life outside the physical then actually that it's only you it's only you you who can really know what you need um, and really only you that can fulfill those needs so just crack on and do it and do it and do it the best you can and um, I'm really sympathetic to that because, you know, this, this world has lots of beauty in it and lots of joy, but also lots of brokenness. And sometimes what our feeling is, is that no one else is going to care for us. So we should. Um, but I think that God and in the Christian worldview has something very different to say to that. It's saying that actually, look, I want to care for you. I can care for you and I can be trusted to care for mm. your needs. Um, and that applies to every every single one of us. So um, there's a, a, a phrase and it's in the Bible, it's kind of love your neighbour as yourself. So actually we know that because God loves us, we can love other people as well as loving ourselves. So it's not when you're when you're a Christian, it's not that, oh, actually, you can't pay any attention to your own needs at all. But actually, it's because you're loved by God first, you can then go and love other people um, and also make sure that, that, that some attention is paid to your own needs as well. So it's just kind of redressing that balance a bit, I would say. Yeah, I agree with, uh, with Ben. And in my life, after following Jesus, this was an incredible uh, experience that when you let God love you, you know, when you receive his love, when you receive his presence, his joy, you feel so loved. You don't have to do it yourself. And now I'm kind of thinking on your question that if I did try and love myself on my own, how second rate that would be <laughs> compared to the way God loves me. Not mm. that, not, not only in the way of nourishing my soul with his presence, with his love, with his peace, but also I've seen in the 10 years in various aspects of life, you know, things that I might worry about and he's come through and provided. And I, I can share story after story on, on that or if there's this issue that needs addressing and he's found a way. So, and, and I often think, could I have done that on my own? You know, could I have done it any better? You know, even how he ended up in Oxford, I mean, couldn't have planned for that or thought for that, but God planned it all out and charted it all out. And, you know, we love it here, for example. So in, in both ways, both, both tangibly with his presence, when you've, I think for me, if I'm having a not so good day, I'm not good at loving others. And in fact, I'm not good at my, liking myself either. Mm. You know, and I've not had a good day. But if I take out time and I sit with him, get a touch from him, receive his love, then I find it's so easy to love others, um, you know, or, or be in difficult situations. So again, I can't do that in my own strength. I know that, you know, you, you fall apart. So I think you're in a, and God's love is such, I, I've experienced that, like I said earlier, the not so good parts of me, you know, he loves me still as I am. It's not because I do something for him. Now, if that wasn't there, 
and I tried that myself, I would just end up justifying the not so good parts of myself to myself and to others. You know, mm. I'd start proving mm. why they're okay. And that's hard work and that's heavy mm. and that's stressful if I tried that on my mm. own. So in various ways, you know, receiving love from him and living life from that overflow of his love, you end up by default loving yourself really, really well mm. <laughs> and loving others mm. um, than doing it all on your own. Mm. So I guess moving on to one of our last questions is, what does following Jesus have to say about the purpose for my life um, and for our listeners' lives? Should it affect how we plan for our futures? Big, great question. Um, so God, in term, if, if the Christian faith is, is to be believed, what, what has happened is that God has created us and he's created humans in his image. And he's saying, look, I want to do life with you. And it starts off with this kind of relatively unformed earth. And he says, look, like, um, you know, have kids, like, you know, have relationships, form this land, work this land, and, and, and let's do it together. It's not like I'm just going to leave you to it. Let's, let's do it together. And then, of course, what happened is that um, we messed things up and that as a result, and, you know, evil and brokenness and, and badness has, has come into the world. But even then, God hasn't left us in that place. God has said to us, look, I still love you. I still want to work with you. I still want to um, reform and, and, and make this, um, this place so much better than it has been. So I think... Um, what God says to us in, in the purpose is, look, look I want to make this happen with you. I want to work with you to make this a better place. Um, but that can be fleshed out in a number of different ways for, for a number of different people. So we all have different gifts. We all have different interests. We all have different perspectives and we're all in different places in the world. And the great thing about what we call the kingdom of God, so it's basically everyone who's a Christian, is that we all have different roles and different things that God will call us to. So for some it will be a teacher, for some it will be to build and design buildings, for other people it will be um, the legal service, for other people it will be the church, and, and, and on and on and on. It's just you know, one of, of many, many examples, but actually God can direct our paths into what is going to be best for us, but also what is best for um, the kingdom that he's building. And so that is you know, just enormously satisfying and exciting to be part of, of a bigger story that actually started in the Bible and finishes not only with us, but um, when what we believe is that, that Jesus is going to come back to earth and, and, and essentially hold the kingdom together forever. And, and make it perfect so we're all part of that bigger story so anyone who's listening to this podcast you are absolutely not excluded <laughs> like mm -hmm. god absolutely um wants you to be part of it um, and of course not just in terms of careers but in terms of uh, relationships and uh, where we might live and, and what we might do um I think people's experiences are variable. So um, there are some Christians that I talk to that hear audibly from God very regularly. Um, and there are others who will um, 
uh, get their direction way more from actually reading the Bible and hearing God speak to them through that. And then there will be people who are a mix of those things. Um, and then there are people who get it through prayer, other people who will perceive things in creation. Um, I think all of those things are, are very viable ways that, that God can communicate with us. Um, but it's actually that business of being in relationship and talking with him and letting God direct our lives. Following Jesus, you know, love the Lord with, with all your heart. What you, what I tend to discover is from what you guys were sharing earlier is that you end up realizing that you don't love the things you think you love. Because <laughs> that carving of your heart that he does through his love really also places the real, no, I don't want to say the real you, but you start realizing some of the giftings you've got that you never would have known if you weren't following Jesus, you know. And he places a call on your life. He puts passions on your heart, desires on your heart. And, and I think, you know, when Jesus said, I am the gate, it, it's just the most beautiful thing ever that if you follow me, I'll, I'll, I'll lead you where you need to go, you know. Mm -hmm. and. It's just being connected to him. It's like the, you know, when you think of the verse, abide in me and I in you, it's like the river Nile is connected to, to, the, to the lake, Lake Victoria. One is like the source, obviously, but because of the connection, that river can travel 4,150 odd miles and it can go through deserts. It can go through lands where there's Islamic terrorism, but it still gets to its destination, right? Because mm. it's connected to the source. So I think following Jesus, you might think this is great for me. You know, I, I would really love to be in this calling or that, but the more you fall in love with him, the more you realize, oh, I, it's not that really. I think this is what I love. This is what I like. And it, it, it's, it's important to him for you to fulfill your full potential because he designed you, mm -hmm. right? And he designed you uniquely, which is not there in the Hindu worldview, you know? Mm -hmm. your, your uniqueness is not a concept, you know? The self is all the same across all human beings. So when there's just one of you, you then start, you, you have less of a desire to be like other people if you realize how much he loves that unique you. Okay, so I have one last question just as we finish up. Um, what one piece of advice would you give to someone who's struggling with finding their purpose and looking at different worldviews and trying to decide which worldview they align with or they believe in? What piece of advice would you give? That's a really, I think that's a difficult one. Is for them it's a massive choice yeah. <laughs> so giving us one piece of advice is is really difficult because it's a life question i sometimes say you know in a in a loving way just dare dare jesus you know mm -hmm. and just say if you're real can you talk to me can you show me you know mm -hmm. in a humble loving way just share that and I've I've heard stories you know where people have just s said simple short 
you can call it a prayer or you can just call it a conversation. And I've found profound outcomes in their lives when they just ask these very simple questions. So as it is a massive life decision, you know, I think the simplicity of Jesus is, is quite profound. Mm -hmm. no, I don't mean in the simplistic way, but, you know, he, he's very... It's, it's not complicated, is, is what I mean. I would, because it's a tough question, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to just say, you know, take some time out and just say, Jesus, look, can you show me? Can, can you reveal yourself to me? I do want to know you, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to sound fancy and really spiritual. Um, I haven't got a clue where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing, but I've heard from people that you're real and that you're, you're their God. So help me. Mm. Keep it very simple, mm. I would say. Mm. Yeah, I think that experiential approach, and it, just to jump right in, is it can be really helpful for, for a lot of people who are in that place. If you're not in that place, I think my advice would be, and so I agree with Rahul on this, but if if you're not in that place of kind of, you know, being prepared to kind of say that to God, then um, I would ask you or challenge you to actually spend some time properly looking into the various different worldviews and actually see what makes most sense of your life and what makes most sense of the world around us that we see. The thing about Christianity is that it is not just a kind of like a, a way of life or a, or, or a view on the world, it's historic. It's actually, mm. it's got historic claims that are either correct or incorrect. Mm. <laughs> that Jesus either did live and was who he said he was or he wasn't. Mm. And um, that's tough because that actually challenges people to do something with that. Mm. <laughs> um, it's not just a, do you like cake or do you like carrots or do you like carrot cake? Um, but, but actually, um, just making a choice, it's actually um, there have been truth claims made by Jesus. And so I would really encourage people to look at those and mm. also to look at those of the world, of the other faiths around. It's what I did when I became a Christian because I was like, well, I've just been brought up in, in the West, so it's natural that I would be a Christian. But you know, if I was born in, in India, then I might, there may be a whole load of different religions that I would have, have, mm -hmm. have pursued there. So actually, which, which actually makes most sense? And my conviction was that Christianity made the most sense and was true. Um, so I would say to people, look, just explore for yourself, do some good study, um, Listen to all the other podcasts, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but also uh, you know, further reading, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you're ready, sure, everyone needs faith in every worldview, including actually atheism um, takes a degree of faith, <laughs> which we won't go into now, but it, but it arguably does. And so you know, to then actually once you've got enough information to then um, go in and say, look, Jesus, if you're real, um, just make yourself known to me and, mm -hmm. and, and just to go from there. Yeah, I think that often we can shy away from stress testing the things that we mm -hmm. believe or the things that we are wanting to believe because we're scared maybe of what we might find yeah. or scared that we won't find the answers we want to mm -hmm. find. Um, yeah. But that's when your faith becomes genuine and mm -hmm. real is when you've mm -hmm. tested it and it stood that test. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
Thank you so much, guys, for your time and for Thank answering you. our very easy questions <laughs> this afternoon. Thank you. Um, it's, been fun. it's been a real pleasure. And yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. I mean, if we want to find out more or, th or think a bit more about some of the things uh, you've been sharing with us, do you have any recommendations for us for, for, for things we can do, uh, where we can go, perhaps books we can read? Read Rahil's. Hawker's going to start preparing quite an extensive content mm. platform cool. uh, to be launched in March, you know, with looking at various different topics like suffering and mm -hmm. um, injustice and Eastern religions and things. That's, from what I'm hearing in our meetings, is that's quite a, an extensive, comprehensive um, content, video content, really, mm -hmm. um, to go to. But like Ben says, it, 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 I guess it's how the person is wired and designed and where they want to go for mm -hmm. what, you know. Um, yeah, I haven't got one place to go. Mm -hmm. or... Yeah, so in terms of further references, particularly on, on this um, topic, but also in, in, in the wider um, sort of evidence for, for Christianity and why it makes sense, two books that I'm a fan of. Firstly is The Reason for God by Tim Keller, um, which is a great sort of introductory text for why Christianity makes sense, but also of, of our purpose in life and being part of that bigger story. Um, and then also um, Confronting Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin. And it was a, another great book, um, which is, again, a good evidence base for looking at lots of the different areas of, of life and, um, and, and faith um, and why it makes sense to at least have a look at this um, in order to find your purpose. Brilliant. Well, Ben and Rahil, thank you so much for thank joining you. us for this thank episode. Thank you. Great fun. So I'm afraid that's the end of our final episode of the series. We really hope... Uh, you've enjoyed it as much as, as we've genuinely enjoyed recording mm -hmm. it. Definitely check out the, all of the resources uh, we've recommended if, if you want to think more on the topics. Uh, and join, yeah, join a conversation group. And if you've loved us so much, why not go to change.org <laughs> and, and set up a petition to have us back for, for a series too. <laughs>